I need to say things on the internet. The internet needs to hear my thoughts, goddammit. Yeah, so you can do that on your own time. What's more important, your dog's life or my saying things on the internet? We <laughs> both know what the correct answer is. <laughs> if I'm not yelling into this void, no one is. Exactly. You think there are other podcasts on the internet? You think there are other gaming podcasts on the internet? Pshaw! We invented this format, not other people. That's right. I just like the name podcast because it sounds cool. I was high in a ditch and I said, you know what would be a cool thing for for internet radio? Podcasts. But it won't really be the radio. It would be a bunch of narcissistic motherfuckers talking about whatever the fuck they feel like into ranging from really shit to high-end audio equipment and then posting it in, like, sometimes half-hour segments or, like, in the really narcissistic cases, like, two, three-hour segments or in the truly criminally insane, the, like, five, six-hour segment style. That's right. And as long as I get my say, everything else is kosher. Yeah. Otherwise, I've got a Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 113. There's no special significance, I just wanted to put the emphasis on 113. I am, of course, Alex, aka Mave Online, and I'm joined by my cohort, my podcast partner in crime, if you will, Charlie, aka Mordak. I'm now the uh, recording artist formerly known as Charlie, still Mordak. Gotcha, okay. I'm joined with the recording artist, formerly known, formerly known as Mordak. No, no, it's, it's... How are you, sir? You gotta say the full thing. Formerly known as Charlie, but still Mordak. Okay. The, the, the recording artist, formerly known as Charlie, but still somehow known as Mordak. You didn't say it right again. Let, let me be <laughs> very clear. <laughs> I'm done playing your games. I, I can't stand your new artist ways, man. You're right, I'm changing, <laughs> I'm changing my name again. I am now the artist for known as Alex. Go fuck yourself and learn how to do a bit, goddammit, you talentless <laughs> hack. <laughs> I need my creative freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're back for another episode of uh, the Wicked Awesome Cast. Yes, so. we are. <laughs> oh, man. It's been a week. It has been a freaking week. I've got a couple highs, a couple lows, but overall it's been good. I got a long kind of dragging on low that only recently ended. Well, I mean, once I recovered and realized the kind of shit that's been happening in L.A., and I never knew, like, all the underground shit, it's been kind of interesting. Well, I got good news for you, Alex. Oh, boy. That's our main topic this week, because, like, a fuck ton of people wrote in about it. Uh, Of course. (laughs) We have nothing else to talk about. (laughs) <laughs> that's literally it there's nothing in the news everything else is hot garbage no, nothing we could really sink into so like literally we received 10 emails that were like can we get a podcast dedicated to charlie's version of la and alex freaking the fuck out about it <laughs> did you think i was kidding when i texted you that no i knew on the story goes fair very enough. rarely do you deceive me when i walk into the <laughs> walk into the podcast fair enough Yo, shit's oh. about to go down. God damn it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk about all sorts of crazy LA Underground. Yeah. Shit. 
But before we dive into that, we do have some game news bullshit we got to cover because we yeah. are a gaming podcast. Uh, but first, let's talk about our lives. Uh, you want to go first, then? You running this podcast this week? I'll go first. Ah. <laughs> uh, so I didn't do much in the kind of gaming space last week. My uh, uh, my dog Scrump managed to pull a bag off of a table and it spilled um, a leaf all over the floor, and she ate some. So and Jen spent the majority of the week shuttling my dog back and forth from a day vet to a night vet because she weighs nine pounds and a leaves formula for something that weighs significantly more than that. And leave is super bad for dogs. Mm. On the plus side, like when you Google, like what happens when my dog eats a leave, it's typically in the category of what happens when my dog eats like a full bottle of a leaf. In Scrump's case, it was, yeah, I ate, she ate like two or three. Ah, she might be fine, but you should still go see a vet. So. Yeah, yeah, pet insurance. Do you have pet insurance? No, but we're going too soon. Okay. Moment we can qualify for it. Yeah, we, we, we will talk about that, actually, because uh, Mandy's done quite a bit of research when it comes to the dog insurance stuff. I, this week was expensive enough that I crunched the numbers, and if, like, pet insurance, at least for the stuff I was looking at after she got sick, is like 50 bucks a month, I would have come out on top if I had just paid that all year. Oh wow! And everything we got done would have been covered by pet insurance. Yeah, there's there there is definitely some stuff, but we'll 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 definitely talk about that because I I've got some good numbers as far as like companies that will give you pet insurance. Oh yeah, I I got companies. Doesn't change the fact that it's like, yeah, I wish I'd had this like three days ago. Why? Well, I just spent a thousand bucks to get my dog's stomach pumped and a bunch of other things. Yeah. Well, I'm glad she's okay though. Yeah, she's doing much better. She's back to being a brat. <laughs> That was when we first knew she might have a problem, when she wasn't acting like a jerk. We're like, you're acting normal to the hospital. The vet with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my dog is fine now. She's busy sleeping, because that's what she does mostly. Uh, in the non-kind of Charlie wants a dog and Charlie's shoulders busted category, I'm she actually in that category still. I can drive again. Not well, but I can drive again. Nice. Yeah, but onto actually things our listeners care about, I... I played some more of my normal stuff this week, but I also made a break from that to check out No Man's Sky next. Do that giant expansion that a cynical, uh, a more cynical person than I might point out is probably actually like the real release of that game because it corresponds suspiciously with it going out of exclusivity on PlayStation and Steam to also being allowed to be on an Xbox One. But I'm not too paranoid or too cynical to say something like that. I that is indeed a video game now. Like it, it, it feels significantly more complete than it did previously. Hmm. Yeah, I still I, have no I've heard in playing I mean, it. Yeah, I, I've heard it's been kind of an interesting thing with that, considering like I mean we've shit on it pretty hard in the past, so it's uh it's interesting to see what they are like still actively working on it. And I guess I mean even you've told me like it's been improvements. So. Oh yeah, no the the game is better than it used to be. I there is a. That game is significantly more in line with what people thought that game was going to be. There's multiplayer, there's missions, like, there's some guidance. It, if you did not like the basis of what No Man's Sky was previously, though, they have done nothing to change that. If you kind of dug that chilled-out space game, this game might really be for you now. But as someone who, like, does not enjoy the Minecrafty aspects of that game, that, that game is not better. Hmm. 
it's still very much the exact same game. Like you drop onto planets, you you mine, you you keep moving. Like it's 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 for those of us that really want to adventure. And I I guess to kind of invoke Star Citizen for the umpteenth week in a row, despite all of my best judgment. Like there's a comparison that can be made where Star Citizen has a very kind of heavy combat, what I'm gonna call more traditional gameplay loops to it. Like it's it's very mission driven. It's very 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 mission driven very kind of combat oriented no man's sky still isn't like the combat's better in ship but it's definitely not the focal point of that game that game is very much kind of be like go for a fucking walk on a planet yeah mild survival <laughs> mechanics yeah well that's cool i'm glad they're, they're 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 still working on it so it's a new expansion that's coming out for or is it just a big patch it's a i didn't pay money for this so i think it's it's a patch, I guess, technically. Oh. I, one might equate that the jump in what this game was originally to what it is now would be equivalent to the game leaving early access. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a pretty major jump. But that being said, like some of the previous um, patches they put out were also pretty major jumps. So, again, like the, if the original Man's Sky, which I really think it obviously was at this point, was kind of a weird early access game that was complete enough to pass Sony standards, but now, like, this is a full game now. It, it, it now comes down to, it doesn't feel incomplete, it just feels like something I don't want to play. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and oh. it, it, it's a pretty game now. I think they um, fixed the graphics some. It is still a gorgeous, stylized game. I just have no interest in it. But, yeah, I, I played, like, five or six hours of that, and at the end of that it was going, yep, this is still No Man's Sky. There's a lot yeah. more to do. I did some quests, I hunted some pirates, but you know, still don't like it. <laughs> still a hard pass, but, but at least you, I gave it another shot. But for you <laughs> listeners, I did the science and checked it out again to be like, okay, let's see this. Oh, this is better, but still don't want it. <laughs> it's like cherry pie. I don't care if it's the best cherry pie in the world. I won't like it because it's got cherries in it. Yeah. Yeah. I have kind oh. of in less gaming news, but kind of maybe the tabletop space. I have. There's been more details about Warhammer 40k Kill Team coming out, which I have been feverishly keeping up on because I make poor life choices. But as a result of this, I've become very embedded, not intentionally in this, I don't know what the fuck is up with that community, but a lot of people are very angry that I I guess like someone at some point said, why aren't there female space marines? But now as a result, like my personal YouTube is just choked with angry tabletop YouTubers being like, there's no reason there to be female space marines. And because I'm a contrarian, I'm like, but why not? Who the fuck cares? This is a game about dudes in power armor chainsawing stuff to death. Everything's stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why there can't be female power... Uh, power uh, sorry, space marines. It just doesn't make sense to me. I, I didn't think there was a big justification before, but... I. In the Warhammer 40k, I can kind of understand how they get there based on some of the, like, gene seed stuff they pull, but at the same time, it's like, or is it because this game was written, like, half a century ago, I think, at this point, and we're at a different point socially that we were then. Like, at the same time, it's the, hey, the Sisters of Battle exist, and they're kind of cool, like, can they get power armor? Yeah. Would that be kind of, is that, is that an okay, acceptable, happy medium? No, they gotta be female space marines. I don't care. <laughs> Well, and I guess my last thing, it's, again, like, it's completely not gaming-related, but occasionally we talk about metal, even though mm-hmm. Jeff's not here to talk about this. Uh, there is a metal band I'm a fan of called Power Wolf. They are not a 
good metal band air quotations around good like they're they're power metal at the end of the day meaning it's lots of kind of upbeat singing but uh-huh uh that band it, what i will always love about power wolf is when you, if you're a metalhead and you listen to them you have some kind of weird moments of like is this secretly a stealth christian band like is this some catholic rock band pretending to be a metal act is it, is it hitting you with that uh who was it creed oh no it's 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 overtly religious. Like they, they are singing directly about like religion and shit. The issue is they're being highly critical about it, but it's just kind of fun and weird and silly. And they have a new CD out that like the it's called Sacrament of Sin. It's real good. But then they have like the deluxe version of it has a cover album or album where a bunch of other bands have done covers of their songs, and there is a one of my one of kind of my favorite kind of most jokey songs they do called Resurrection by Erection. They have a band has a female lead for it, sings it, and I fucking crack up every time I hear that because someone has an amazing sense of humor. So let me get this straight. The song is called Resurrection to Erection. No, Resurrection by Erection. It oh, contains okay. the, such great lyrics as Oh well god, I Raise your phallus to the sky because you never want to die, Resurrection. <laughs> I feel like this is one of those chin-scratching bands that, like, if it was, like, Christian and, like, Christian people would listen to it, like, to be like, hmm, just kind of chin-scratch, like, I'm not too sure about this one. I mean, they are religious, but your technique's a little odd. No, 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 this, this band is very actively. Oh, they're very, oh, so they're not, okay. I thought they're like it could be kind of, but it's not. No, it's, it, it's very intentionally. Oh, okay. Well, let me give you other lyrics from the same song. When you wake up from the ed, when we, sorry, when you wake up from the dead and the angels give a head, hallelujah, resurrection. <laughs> and sorry, I got the early lyric wrong. Raise your phallus to the sky and you never die. Raise your phallus to the sky. I'll, I'll, I'll do the entire section. Resurrection by erection. Raise your phallus to the sky and you never die. It's resurrection by erection. When you wake up from the dead and the angels give a head, hallelujah, resurrection. Nice. I think I have a new band I'm going to listen to. They're a fun band. And, like, the best thing is they're a band that acts like they're werewolves. So, like, half their songs are about being werewolves, but also, like, evil agents for God. And they get out there and say fun things in interviews where it's like, we're taking a step back from our um, overtly Catholic themes to just kind of focusing on the Satan in this one. And we're like, ah, more about the Satan. Half the last CD was about Satan, but we're focusing on the Satan now. Interesting. <laughs> it's all about the Satan on this one. <laughs> like, the band is goofy. Like the, the, the band is my favorite version of metal where it's like, we're, we're, we're a surprisingly talented band. And we just choose to like be jokey the entire time. Like we do the corpse makeup. Our videos are like like kind of weird, like grainy footage, whateverness. We don't do the growl voice. We do clean lyrics, but we do like fucking dragon. They are the version of Dragon Force. Dragon Force refuses to be, which is. But what if your lyrics didn't suck and you got a better lead singer? <laughs> I still want that like heavy metal guitar in the background going at like ridiculous speed but i want your singer singing about stuff like all we need is blood <laughs> or that we will drink your blood or blood it's what we need tonight i need a band to earnestly say great lines like 
no time to hide. The werewolves are back. You went to sleep dead, and now you're awake, and now you're alive, or something. Like, I need nonsensical shit from my metal bands right now. Jeez. I need a song about, about um, the only way to forget people's crimes is to burn them alive. Just fire and forget. Oh. Fire and forget, I. sorry. Is this what is this what our like main topic today is going to dive into almost like this is what it's going to sound like they are one of those metal bands but of course ah eh, maybe <laughs> no i i've been a fan of them for years and like they i, I when we have enough metalhead listeners that i guess i cage like talking about this and it, it's like it's not the best metal album it's definitely not like the most atypical like this is not like something like like me and jeff will die on our swords for uh God, what's it called? Sacrament by Lamb of God being one of the best metal albums ever. This is not that. This is one of the most fun metal albums, though, too. Like, it's it's in that category of guar where it's a, you're not, like, we're not supposed to take you seriously, but the fact that you're in on the joke makes it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that you, like, earnestly get up there and go, like, we have a song called Sacred and Wild. What's it about? It's about being a werewolf. Oh, like, half your other songs? Yes. You made some throw a lot of halves. That's because their songs can be about like the evils of religion and being werewolves simultaneously. Huh. This band is just a mixed bag of interesting. Like you should Google a picture of them quickly. Like the picture tells you everything you need to know about what Power Wolf is up to, along with their album art, where it's like, okay, like I wanna live in the world of Power Wolf album art. I am looking that up now, and okay. Did you get the werewolf, Jesus? No, I, I just got the one where... Holy shit, that looks fucking cool. Yeah. All right, I'm... I'm. Looks like a, He looks like he's a fucking warlock. Yeah, that's from... what the band is. Gee, all right, that's, that's this is pretty... Paint. That, that's kind of cool. I'm not going to lie. That's not uniquely them. That's their style of corpse paint, but yeah. Huh. For those who don't know what corpse paint is, corpse paint is the kind of black metal, Scandinavian black metal tradition of making up your face in a a white and black kind of highlighted thing. Many bands have, like, specific stylized to who they are character-wise and stuff like that. Like, it's it's very much kind of part of a costume in some ways. Oh, I thought their faces were permanently, like, black and white looking. Some bands do that, but... (laughs) Their their, their album art is pretty fucking cool, I'm not gonna lie. Want to live in that world. Yeah, I feel like I scroll through a few pictures on Google Images, and yep. I feel like I just lived through a story. I yeah. want to know what happened in between. I, it, it, like again, I've got to belabor this band a little bit too far, but like they are, they're aware enough of who they are that like when they announced the new album, it was like we're going to reveal the album art and not the song list first because that's what you crazy people care about. And they revealed it over like the span of a week, where they're showing like one every like a seventh of it every day, and you could piece it together yourself. And that's something they're like. Here it is, we're all like, you get why we like you. You guys do weird shit like this. You're aware you're a band that sings about werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> and your iconography is like werewolf Jesus, which is a great sentence, I should say more. Werewolf Jesus? Yeah. That's not like it's a band name on its own. Yeah. That's the uh, Power Wolf cover band I'm in, Werewolf Jesus. Uh, yeah, I saw that one. But yeah, that's, that's, that's been my week. been vibing on that a lot. Like, it's... It's nice to have a good album I can listen to over and over because it's been a hard project week at work and with Scrump Sick, it's been, I need to not think for a couple hours. Have you thought about listening to that CD about werewolves and religion again? I had. 
I'm gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, check it out if you like that stuff. It's fun. What have you been up to, Alex? Uh, well, let's see. Um, I finally got myself that really nice chair I've been talking about. Ooh, what'd you go with? I, I got the Urban Miller Aaron size C, and it's okay. It's not as okay. what I've been. It's not what I've been hyping it up to be, but it's okay. Maybe it's because like I. One of the things. Well, so there's a place near here that sells like office, like what is it? Not necessarily refurbished, but kind of like. They just kind of sell a bunch of, like, old office furniture stuff, sure. and they stock these up every once in a while. So I went there and bought it. Uh wasn't bad. I got it for, like, 500 which is yeah, so I'm looking cool at the price. All. I'm like, you bought a $500 chair. Yeah. So it's not bad. It's nice. I will say the wheels on it suck on carpet because they've already That's been falling That's every apart. wheel ever on carpet. I've... Yeah, the... I got, the, like, the one of the wheels is already broken off on it. Oh, thing. that's bad. Yeah. I can tell you how to fix your problem. I have to get new caster wheels? No. Well, that too now, but the, what you should have bought is they make like plastic mats that go under desks specifically for what you're describing. Yeah. But the thing is, the, the, these chairs are supposed to have carpet wheels with them. Like, by default, they have carpet wheels. No, but... they don't. Oh. Well, it's they okay, because I... They may claim to, but I, as someone who's moved a lot of things on wheels in their professional career... There's, they have never successfully made an office chair that works on carpet that's not, like, industrial, like, show space carpet. That's just kind of fancy, like, it's that thin veneer of carpet as opposed to, like, I'm guessing your carpet has some give and cushion to it? Yes. Yeah, like that. they have never successfully made an office chair that wasn't, like, attached to, like, a real car wheel that worked on that stuff ever. Oh, well, I gotta replace the wheels on this yep. then. So, uh, yeah, it's it's... It's nice. Does cushion the ass a little bit odd when I sit up a certain way, but overall, I gotta say I I do kind of like it. Um, and I do have thirty days. If I don't like it, I can return it and Ooh, I get a full refund. Cool. Yeah, it's a thirty day money back guarantee. But I don't know how they'll take it back if the wheels are a little bit messed up. So who knows? But yeah, uh, got my chair and it's nice because I'll be needing it because I'll be playing a lot more WoW in front of my computer. I almost opened up WoW this morning. Huh. Yeah, you'd be in for a doozy. They redid a bunch of stuff. I don't know why. I'm like, I should play WoW right now, followed by, why would I do that? What is yeah. wrong with me? Yeah, there's a... Actually, you know what class you should probably give a shot just to try it out? Demon Hunter? Survival Hunter. I don't like Survival Hunter. Have you played Survival Hunter? Not since, not in many years, but the idea of Survival Hunter was never... They that's, revamped that's the entire the trap spec. one, right? No, it's not necessarily traps anymore. Now it throws bombs and it throws snakes uh, and yeah, summons eagles. It's, it's the gadget one. It's the Batman one. That's stupid. Yeah, but it uses a spear now. It doesn't use a... It's basically the one more like the one hunter the orcs used to follow that had a spear. Um, uh, let me see. I'll look him up. I, I still think the fact that I can't equip a melee and a ranged weapon on a hunter is a monumental misstep. Like, that's what made that class cool. Uh, oh, it's uh, Rexar. He did not have a spear. He had an axe and, like, a hammer or something. Okay, well, he has that, and I guess I, that would be the one. I, I get the idea. Because you get, like, double pets and stuff like that, too, right? I think so. No, I think that's Beastmaster. Maybe. Right? I, Beastmaster's Rexar, but I don't know. Yeah, a, a Beastmaster was always supposed to be Rexar, because that was, like, the melee build for hunters. That 
fell in that weird category of why didn't you just roll warrior? Because I want pets. Okay. Yeah. So I guess uh, Rexar is kind of what survival is now because they've got their his melee weapon and they've got a pet. So yeah, it's interesting, but. I figured huh. maybe you'd like that because it's a pet class, and I don't know how much you like the pet classes. I, pet classes are great. I, they messed up that class in meaningful ways when I didn't... like The dead zone system was fucking annoying, but from a kind of gameplay standpoint, it's what made Hunters really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like having to transition. Like, okay, fuck, I can't shoot them anymore. Guess I gotta go ham on them with this axe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I... I, I play a hunter class to have that pet run out and like melee shit, and then I get to shoot it from range. And if it got close, I got to melee it then too. I, I get why they changed that. It was kind of I, like you had to have double gear, which was weird. But at the same time, like that's what made playing a hunter kind of fun for me. Where it was ah shit, I got to keep my bow and my sword in check. Yeah. Well, yeah. I figured I'd throw it out there because they revamped it. I, I don't know. Yeah, like, like you were bombs. talking about that demon warlock last week where it could have like a fucking mob, and I couldn't stop thinking about how silly that would be as a goblin. Yeah. No, that's definitely a thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's the, uh, it's just demonology warlock. Yeah. That's what that is. Yep. No, so. I, I, I still have my boost a character up to max level token thing from when I got back in that's like, I could just do that and have a full power demonology warlock. Huh. Might not be a bad idea. Yeah. All the... I don't know. It's <laughs> summer. Maybe I'll like. Maybe the tradition will be like every summer Charlie flies south for the for the summer months to play World of Warcraft or something. Maybe that'll be a thing. Because <laughs> during the rest of the season, I don't have time for WoW. But like during the summer, it's a eh. I could use a grindy game. Yeah. Well, you'd be in for quite yeah. a bit with this if you jumped on the WoW bandwagon. Yeah. So. Because they're redoing, they're, I guess the numbers also for leveling are kind of jacked right now, so you might also want to wait a little bit. Yep. But yeah, uh, between getting my chair and mentioning WoW, uh, I am officially applying to a WoW writing guild. What the hell does that mean? A rating or writing? Rating. Okay, so I thought you said writing. I'm like, what the fuck's a WoW writing guild? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we are no. the ones who chronicle the world of Warcraft. Yeah, I'm going to very much just start writing about the stories of the world of Warcraft. This is when we reveal that the Wicked Awesome cast is now going uh, World of Warcraft podcast, 24-hour World of Warcraft coverage, delivered once a week on Sundays. Yes, we'll be following the adventures of Travelers in Goldshire on the server Emerald Dream, and we'll see how that goes. I hate that I know what that sentence meant. Yeah. (laughs) Ever have moments where you just kind of sit there and go, man, I've wasted so much of my brain on the most useless of video game knowledge? Yeah. That was I, one I, of those moments. Yep. Uh, to this day, my, my little tidbit of useless uh, knowledge is the blood code from Mortal Kombat on Sega Genesis. And yeah, that's real a, bad. And a special cheat menu on Mortal Kombat 3 on SNES. So, do with that as you will. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so I'm going to be apping to a, uh, a rating guild, because I, I kind of miss rating, and I found one that actually works out great. It'd be uh, Friday nights in the evening, pretty Ooh. late, and Saturday nights, pretty evening. Coming soon to SWS, live, Alex Rating. Yeah, so I'll be doing uh, some streaming on those when that goes down more and more, but yeah, <sighs> it's, it, I'm looking forward to it. I miss rating. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, other than that, um, everything else has been well. Um, I'm on a... It's funny that you mentioned the thing about uh, 
your dog eating the Aleve. Yep. Um, one of our dogs snuck into their uh, heart guard meds. So we came home and, and found that. And now their heart is just yoked? They're just, they're just jacked. It's the heart just, is their super heart... strong and guarded. Yeah, it turns out they can literally eat 20 of those things and they'll be fine. Huh. So, good for us. But we were worried at first because we were like, oh shit, oh shit. It just ate a bunch of heartworm medica- medication. And it's like, nope, their troops be fine. Yeah, you're smart enough to have a dog who could induce vomiting on that and take it to the vet. Like, part of having a pug is it's esophagus so fucked up. It's a, well, you could make it vomit. That might make it cho- self choke itself out, though, too. So, go to a vet. Yeah. No, this is the biggest dog, too. So, it'd be really easy if I needed to do that. But it's okay. Uh, she's all right. That's so, good. Yeah. But needless to say, we were pretty fucking panicked for a bit. Yeah. But yeah, it, it uh it worked out fine. Yeah. <laughs> but um, other than that, I mean, it's been kind of a slow week just doing my work stuff. Looks like uh my um my girlfriend's schedule is finally changing, so we're finally gonna have one day off together. Ooh. Which we had not had since we fucking got here. <laughs> so it's. I mean, well, we did have 4th of July, but that's only because it was a one-off holiday. Thing, yeah, those so. don't count. Yeah. No, now we're going to get a consistent one-off, so we're finally going to start exploring more of the area. Flash so. forward five weeks. I fucking hate Portland. We explored all of it. Yeah. <laughs> nah, she asked my girlfriend I'd feature out a knit, which it was like, oh no, the sickness is spreading. I have to warn Alex. Yeah. No, she, she's been having fun learning it. So. Shut that shit down, man. <laughs> You need to nip that in the bud right now. Tell her to take up a productive hobby like heroin usage or baking meth or slinging crack. Do not let her get into knitting. Uh, she's already in pretty deep. You need to stop that right now. <laughs> it lets me jump on my computer to play WoW. It starts that way, but then she'll want to watch knitting videos on your TV, and knitting videos are terrible! Shit. We have plenty of screens we can watch stuff on. That's what you think now. Don't. Soon there'll be just fucking trash bags of skeins of yarn around your house. And you'll also learn words like skein in context to yarn. And there'll be a yarn stash that, like, takes up a closet. And you're going to yarn stores, which aren't bad in theory. But then you're in there and you're like, it's fucking yarn. And then you'll know what an (laughs) alpaca is. And fuck alpacas. What? Did you say alpacas? Alpacas. How does that come into knitting? What do you think yarn's made out of? Oh. Oh. They don't, like, spin the full alpaca into yarn. You do know that, right? I'm just talking, like, alpaca wool is a thing. Oh. I thought all Wait, wait, did you think they ground up the alpaca to turn into yarn? Just fucking threw that thing in a shredder? Like Pokemon Go candies? No, I just thought they, like... Ripped all of his Slit that alpaca's sort of throat shit. and shaved. <laughs> I, I, maybe? <laughs> I don't know what to think. <laughs> Poor alpacas. But anyway. Uh, you, need, you need to shut I, that knitting shit down, though. Okay. Well, I'll start burning everything. Today. Don't, whatever. Be supportive. But also, knitting is the worst. <laughs> But yeah, other than uh, all that You'll stuff happening... You'll never not have your house be itchy now ever again. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, um, everything is kind of going nice, getting ready, like I said, for the new expansion. So WoW has taken up a huge majority of my gaming time, so 
Like, what do you have left to do in WoW at this point? Oh, just getting gear, uh, alts geared up and squared away, so that way, at least when I start to level them, they're ah. decently geared to go into the new expansion, because otherwise it's a pain in the ass. See, that was always my... I, I always loved leaving an alt or two way below where they needed to be, because then you got to, like, really feel the expansion. Like, now nah, you're oh. unlike... You have to scrap your way through the entire time. Yeah, no, fuck that noise. I'd rather have some decent gear going That's into fair. it. That's fair. I won't have any of the cool legendaries that makes it really easy, but at least I'll be able to grind out with some decent sure. gear. So. I gotcha. Yep. And I think I finalized my, my character going into the expansion right now, which is going to be my Demon Hunter. So Congratulations. Thank you. It's always a hard decision to make when you're trying to figure out what alt or what character you'll be diving in with. But... I do also really like the Enhancement Shaman. I've been playing a lot with that recently. So who knows? Might go Enhancement as well. But we shall see. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty much it for me. News time? Uh, I think it is new, news time. <clears throat> now, none of this flare bullshit. It's done. I already said it. I already did the sound. And I'll do it next week and the week after. And you know what? I may add more to it. May you drown in wool. <laughs> May you never not itch again ever in your life. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> yeah, uh, news. Uh, let's, let's start off with WoW subscribers talking about WoW. Uh, can you explain what the hell was going on with the low-level stuff just being completely messed up, apparently? So, when they did the stats quest recently, um, it, it, they kind of... There, there was the, and their testing, they it looked like the numbers were fine, but I guess when you went into it live, um, some of the mob stuff in relation to the scaling was broken, so um, it was taking people a while to kill one minion for quests and stuff like that. And they also kind of broke some of the XP you're getting from leveling. So um, it's this weird place. I guess apparently it started a little bit back in seven point three point five. But um, it's been very obvious here in the new expansion with the big stat squish. So um, it's pretty much kind of a, in a weird place right now. I know that once you get to the Broken Islands, leveling up is fine because I leveled up my Enhanced Shaman this past sure. week. But it's that weird, like, up to 100 hmm. grind right now that's a little bit odd, especially in the lower levels. It's just kind of weird. And so... They, Community's made a lot of posts about it. They've been very vocal about this, but it looks like just recently uh, Blizzard themselves responded, and they're saying it's kind of this weird thing where they don't want to just do a blanket um, tweak with the numbers because they're realizing they'd have to go through every single mob in the game and adjust their numbers, because apparently that's what they did before. So when they did the first big stat squish a long time ago, um, they had to manually go through and find all the mobs and everything in the game, and reduce the numbers so i think when i dropped off they had just done that implementation and something felt off back and that's kind of why i stopped playing where it was this is too long now like the time to kill was too long old so previously it was too short but now stuff was taking time yeah so it's very much the kind of thing people were talking about but it's been very like it was kind of noticeable uh with 7.3.5 when they kind of redid the leveling but i yeah. guess now it's very apparent in the new uh, patch with the stat switch. So yeah. that's what the community's kind of been up in arms about, but at least uh, they're responding and they're kind of talking about like, well, you know, we're looking into actual like fixes instead of just trying to tweaking the numbers a little bit because yeah, it's kind of a thing. You know what's hard? 
balancing video games, apparently. Yeah. Well, especially ones that have, what, decades over 10 of years? Shit code, yeah. Probably still. Yeah, decades of old code stuff written in there, so. But yeah, um, that's pretty much what they've been talking about. Oh, fair. Moving on to that. So, a lot of kind of fluffy news this week because it's, again, summer and slow news week, but apparently someone data mined the WoW beta and found a fucking fish mace. And that may be why I want to give that game another chance. That fish mace looks dumb. Yep, and the physics on it are apparently it's really nice. It's good! Yeah, it's not like it's just a stiff fish. No, it's all floppity. Stuff. Yep. Yes, I, I about damn time they brought the weird back to that game. Mm-hmm. Especially with the big push of them adding the new weapons again, and you can get more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of more stuff, uh, some of the biggest changes to Destiny 2 that will be in the Forsaken, mostly the weapon systems, will be coming actually a week early to just Destiny 2. Oh, that's nifty. So little details like the the bulk shader system and other kind of little quality of life stuff are just coming to Destiny 2, but the biggest difference will be that the new weapon system, meaning you can move stuff around in new ways, is happening August 28th in a patch. Oh. That's nice. It's kind of like uh, what WoW does with their pre-patch, where you get to sample some of the stuff in the new expansion. We're, I think it's, it's not so much sampling as they're just doing this, which is kind of yeah. cool. Oh. Well, that is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they're changing the directory and stuff like that, too. I, It sounds like some good stuff, and at the same time, they just made that physical copy of the Grimoire, which I fucking insta-pre-ordered because I am weak. <laughs> of course you pre-ordered it's... it. And of course you pre-ordered it. it. It was one of the best parts of Destiny 1 is the real sad reality. Was the Grimoire stuff. Mm. From a story standpoint. As someone who like as someone who spent a lot of time in that game doing the collectibles to unlock more Grimoire stuff, the fact I can have a book of that shit now is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I know you're you, you did a lot about that. Yeah, I, that's one. where the cool lore for that game was, and that that lore the lore in that thing was fucking sweet. Yeah. I guess I actually did enjoy the lore when I was playing that, so yeah, I, I get it. Who knows if this will factor into the Forsaken, but who knows? Uh, moving on from that, we've got some announcements of some stuff coming out soon. Uh, the Fallout 76 beta will launch in October. Ooh. But to do that, you must have pre-ordered the game. Okay, that makes sense. I think this is one of those times where an open beta might have been a better move because, well... A lot of people don't understand what the fuck this game is, and Bethesda's been really bad about explaining what the... Let's, let's do a thing. What do you think Fallout 76 is, Alex? Just 70, just regular Fallout... Was it Fallout 4 with online capabilities and you can kill other people? And what if I told you there were no human enemies in that game? What? There are no human enemies in Fallout 76, allegedly. It is so, just robots and animals. But you can blow up other people's bases? Yes, other people, as in player bases. Okay. Hence, um, there's a lot of confusion about what the fuck Fallout 76 is. And I think it's a little scummy that, like, the beta would, in theory, be a time for people to figure out if, hey, they actually want this game or not. The fact you have to have a pre-order for it's a little jerkish. Huh. That is a little bit weird, but... Yeah, I, my, my comment's purely driven by the fact that the amount of confusion around this game is high. It's a little unsettling that they're as comfortable as they are with being like, oh, we're not going to define this game. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, I mean, the people who are going to buy Fallout are going to fucking buy Fallout. I 
I, I know Jeff doesn't agree with me on this one. I'm not sure where you fell on this one, ultimately. I think Fallout 4 burned a lot of people. Really? Fallout 4 is not as good as New Vegas or Fallout 3. Huh. Like, I would go so far as to say Fallout 4 is the worst Fallout game to date. I, like, again, and again, like Jeff's not here to kind of reiterate this fight me and him have on and off, is that is the game, for me, where the Bethesda jank was finally too much. Ah. I, 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 the rough edges for that game are really fucking bad in my book. And yeah. there's some cool stuff in that game, but for an engine that's that old, and for not really bringing that much to the game, like, the the shooting in that game is still bad. It's better than Fallout 3 and New Vegas were, but it's still, like, it's it's now just where it's like a bad first-person shooter from that standpoint. I I don't know. I I I, I did not like Fallout 4, and, and I know I'm not the only person that has that stance. I know lots of people like Fallout 4 a lot, but it did not go over as well as Fallout New Vegas or Fallout 3. Mm. Or Skyrim. Or Skyrim. I don't know. I've, I've always heard really, really good things about it, but... I. Huh. This parts about Fallout 4 I like a lot it is not as good as Fallout 3 or New or a New Vegas are. Gotcha. Did you play Fallout 4 at all? No. Okay. I have not. Yeah, like the, the PC version of that game is a little bit fucked. Or at least it was at launch. Not PC, the console version. The PC version, like the the difference was so bad, a couple sites were saying like the PC version is a four out of five game. The console version is a three out of five game. That's how big these differences are. Hmm. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Well, like I said, I haven't played it too much, but I've only heard good things about it, and maybe it's just the only the memes I see online about it. But oh, yeah. there's lots of memes. Memes are never critical, though. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Oh. Moving on from that, the news explicitly for you, Alex, and other people that like things you like. Yeah. Walkamelee 2 comes out August 21st. I am pretty stoked for that, because I really like the first Walkamelee. I remember they announced Guacamelee 2 was happening, but I didn't know it's the release date was going to be this soon. I felt like that was a, hey, we're doing it. A couple months later, hey, it's coming out. Yeah, pretty cool. Not on my I... radar at all, but I'm happy it's coming out. Huh. Yeah. And it looks like it's coming out multiple platforms, which is nice. Yeah. So this is always good because I, I don't know how you could go exclusive on this one, but. The last one wasn't exclusive. No, it was not. But I guess the trailer was only on PS4, and I was like, uh, mm. so. Yeah, this is good. I I like this game. This game was kind of a weird. It, it grew on me quite a bit when I played it. So I, for what I'm very excited, and for those of you listening, Guacamelee is not like the LA Underground that Charlie speaks of, or it could be. He kind knows of more is. than I do about it. Yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah, no, I'm stoked for it. I like it. Yeah, it's neat. Moving on from that to things we are not stoked about. Uh, you have the Origin launcher installed in your computer right now, Alex. I do. Were you aware of a program called On the House? No. Well, so it was the kind of free video game stuff that EA used to do from the EA Origin system, and without really announcing it, that system is now gone. What? Uh, EA doing something shifty? Oh, it gets worse, and this is happening right before Origin Access Premiere, kind of that's semi-subscription style thing they were talking about doing goes live. Huh. So let me get this straight. EA does something that seems like it's pretty shifty and just happens to coincide with something they're working on. Oh, it's about business, my friend. It's about the business. Ha! Shocking! Yep. Well, uh, this will not affect people that already had games through that system, but if you signed up, Ian, like, 
I'm gonna get me some free games. You are SOL. <laughs> Speaking of being SOL, the PSN network went down. Yeah, uh, apparently it shut down and it was down for a long-ass time. Just, I was I guess... on the PSN during the outage. Ah. So I didn't know it was down. You already on? And you stayed on? I, I was on, yeah. I I saw a lot of people posting how PSN was down, and I'm like looking at my de- I'm looking at my screen going, Nah, it looks like it's up. Hmm. I think I'm in right now. I can't super tell. Yeah. I'm going to go watch Orange is the New Black now, because I'm tired. <laughs> Yeah, no, it apparently went down for a little while and uh, just recently came back up. But uh, yeah, it was enough that it showed up on a post in my, uh, <laughs> it showed up on my like normal Google post. Like, hey, notifications. Yeah, I-, I saw those. And I'm like, no, nah, it appears to be running. Okay. Maybe it's not so. working for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I- Who knew? Moving on from that. Uh, you a fan of ROMs, Alex? Uh, they're enjoyable. Maybe, but they're wrong, so don't do it. Yeah, unless you own the game, then they're completely legal. Yes. Or maybe not. <laughs> yes. Well, so Nintendo is taking two ROM sites uh, to court for millions over them ROMs. Ooh. How bad is it? Uh, it's not great. So LoveRoms.com and LoveRetro.co, both owned by Jacob Mathias, are large mass scale rom distribution sites uh-huh uh nintendo is alleging uh, allegedly uh, not sorry allegedly inc- uh, correctly that this is a blatant inf- um, inf- uh, infringement on nintendo's intellectual property none of this is untrue yeah well technically if you're if you're uploading roms like that to get downloaded yes it's illegal let's be upfront this is wrong it's illegal yes uh, yes as, as awesome as roms are they are in a variety of val- uh, not validations, violations of a whole slew of kind of copyright, professional practices, et cetera, et cetera. They are air quotations wrong. And especially yeah. with the rise of like the Raspberry Pi and dumping every Super Nintendo or Nintendo game to a Raspberry, sometimes the same Raspberry Pi for both, it's become a bit of a hotter topic lately. Mm. This sucks from a kind of game what's the right word for it? Uh longevity standpoint because i don't think either of us own original nintendos anymore and this was the easiest way to get that up and running as someone who has a rom cartridge somewhere in a box in their house that has every game from the nintendo on it yeah on a like a sim card that may or may not have come from one of these websites (laughs) it's a bit of a weird area i've I've, nintendo's not doing anything wrong it does also hint at that maybe nintendo will bring a lot of these games to the Switch, which would be awesome, but I, this definitely feels like a thing you kind of have to do, and I guess like also, this isn't, what's the right way of saying this? This isn't kind of a, it's a, it's like they're listing it, they are actively pushing, here's, get them ROMs. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, because they've been pushing out their little consoles, so yeah. maybe if, again, but like, huh, maybe they're pushing towards some of these other ones? Is it anything that's newer that they haven't released no, yet, it, perhaps? No, it's, it's old stuff. That's that's the ROM part of it kind of thing. Like, it's part of the reason stuff gets hard to emulate at the PS2 kind of PS1 era is the systems get significantly more robust. I Like, I have a blender in my house that I think has more processing power than a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo combined. Got it. Like, I, if you're wearing a watch right now, it's a digital watch, it might technically have more processing power. 
I think someone told me that the entire library of the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo could be placed on a Switch in the like default hardware storage space and not make much of a difference. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, like it, it could be in the firmware for the Huh. Yeah, well those ROMs had such little impact in storage yeah. anyway, like well they're like Chrono Chrono Trigger or whatever is only like a couple of megabytes. Yeah. It, it, yes. It's <laughs> as though modern game technologies caused us to have giant ass games file size wise. Yep. Like, remember, there was a time where the idea of a gig anything for data was like, oh, ho, ho, Mr. Government Secrets. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, la-dee-da, Mr. I-need-two-floppy-drives to back up all my data. Like, shit, go back ten years and tell someone you have eight rams of, you have eight rams of memory in your computer, and they're gonna be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> eight gigs of RAM. Sorry, I forgot how people there for a qualifier. It's like, ah, why? Why would you spend thousands of dollars on extra RAM cards? Yeah. But you, Warbucks. <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they're cracking down more. Yeah, that, so. it's... We'll see what happens. Like, it's gonna suck if this is a we're cracking down to crack down and not gonna do anything with it. I, I also think we're at a weird point where the price point for older games is a problem. Uh-huh. Like, uh, Hamster has a bunch of collections of old games out there, and like unless you're getting like in like they're like eight bucks or something, unless you're getting like twenty games for that, eight dollars is not worth it. Not that they're bad games, but a lot of those games aren't like ten dollar games. They're like fifty cent games at this point in time. Hmm. Last but not least, the London Spitfire are your first Overwatch League champions. Woo! Did you watch this? I haven't had a chance to watch that match yet. Fair. I was watching some of the other ones. I'm just kind of sad because the Valiant got eliminated, so... Oh, well. At least the team that eliminated the, the Spit... Or at least the one that eliminated LA was the Spitfire, so... Yeah. It was done by the best team in the league. Still very sad that it went down, but... Yeah. Just surprising, though, considering New York XO was top dog for most of the season. Until the very end, they kind of just cracked. <laughs> yes, allegedly it was quite the kind of underdog story going into this. I have I've watched basically none of the OWL. It did not catch me the way I hoped it would. Yeah. No, it's interesting that like uh this is the team that walked out on top. I mean, kudos to them. Congratulations. Yeah. Had for them. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh grats London Spitfire. Woot. Woot woot indeed. Maybe next year we should like have these teams play in the cities they represent. <laughs> Perhaps. Make esports people go to Philly. Have them get bullied for not having the right Philly team shirt on. Well, it turns out, yeah, Philly was one of the final teams. I know. Were you kind of secretly cheering Philly on? No, I was. I, I actively root against Philly in any situation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I figured maybe because it was East Coast, you'd kind of be like, hey. Nah, fuck Philly. <laughs> nah, fuck Philly. Your Boston came out right there. Yeah. As soon as... as soon he said, fuck Philly, I could hear the Boston accent come out. I, even if, <laughs> it leaked up very Even prominently. if their football team hadn't beat the football team I root for, I'd still be like, nah, fuck that place. <laughs> Bunch of shit eaters. That's right, they literally eat shit. They literally eat shit. Huh. We have video proof of this. Now they've alienated an entire East Coast city, because fuck those guys. Yeah. Uh, ready for our main topic? 
Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know Are if there's any ready? way to prepare for this. Are you ready? I don't know if there's any way to really prepare for this. So, Are sure. you ready? Yes. Well, that's good. Okay. So, uh, we've never gotten this level of reaction to something said in the podcast before. So, uh, as, as, as alluded to, and by alluded, I mean flat out to at the top of this podcast, we are doing Charlie's Underground LA, I guess, for our main topic this week, because we got like 10, 15 emails basically asking, holy shit, can you guys do a segment of Charlie talking about weird ass shit he gets up to in LA and Alex going, that doesn't happen here. Yeah, sure. Let's let's dive into this. So this we're, sounds good. we're gonna start this off actually. So this is this is literally the first of many emails we got. It's not my favorite. Just Zach, you got yours in first on this one, so we're gonna kick it off with this. Dear source, I also really enjoyed how you signed it off. So that's probably why it wound up being the one reading for this. Dear source <laughs> for bizarre counterculture and video game podcast. Since it's summer, can the name can the main topic one week be Charlie's re- Charlie regaling his adventures in the L.A. underground and Alex learning about the dark side of a city he grew up in? After last week, after last week's regaling of blacklight tag team matches, the mention of gore being normal by comparison, mime wrestling, Rikishi, and Charlie's disposition for mentally unhinged debauchery, I want more. Also, you two should totally go to Hood Slam. It's awesome. Zach, person who lives near where Hood Slam happens. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. So. I spent a little bit of time making a list. Uh-huh. I couldn't come up with a lot of good stuff, but then I remembered my girlfriend's at a Halloween convention right now, so that's a thing that I've been to on a couple occasions. It's July. Yeah, it's when you do your Halloween shopping for those that are hardcore into Halloween. But it's July. Yeah. Halloween's not till way later. Yeah, it's a convention for people that are so into Halloween, they need to make, like, bulk orders on shit. Uh, got it. <laughs> Jeez, like man. this is like the back end of Halloween where it's like, yo, I need fifty billion cobwebs. Like this is these are the people that sell stuff to haunted houses having like an E3. Mm. I went to this last year. I'm like, okay, I hate this. <laughs> it's not for me. I don't care about Halloween that much. Especially not in LA. Uh I guess we'll start off with I um I made mention of Rikishi's gym last week. It's called Knox Pro Wrestling. It was near where my old apartment was. I want to say they have, like, amateur wrestling night once a week or something. It's, like, on Saturdays or something. They built a giant vault on the stage at one point. That was kind of cool. I've, I've not been for a while. I've, I, I, As much as I love underground wrestling, my heart will always belong to Lucha. And, like, even Lucha, I can only, like, take in doses. I don't want to be ever, like, into Lucha in a meaningful, long-term way. I want to, like, stumble into a place drunk and be like, oh, shit, there's Lucha here. Yeah! Huh. That's pretty cool. I had no idea that was until you brought it up recently. Yeah. That is kind of cool, though. Yeah. LA is, if you're into wrestling, I mean, like, real wrestling, not WWE wrestling, LA is a cool place to live because there's a bunch of kind of amateur-level stuff going on all the time, and because we're so close to Mexico, you get a lot of that Lucha Libre spillover. I One of the best ones I've actually been to was, it was at a place called... Uh, like the, like the high, uh, the cloister or something. It was a um tequila uh, art tequila launch party art show and lucha libre exhibition, mm. and it was done at like a old church slash community center or something. 
and the Lucha Libre was off in one corner to the fact to the point where the guys from the match could like climb up on the first roof of the building and do moves off of that, and that was pretty fucking sick. Hmm. And then there's also like fucking tequila tasting going around that, which was kind of weird. Wait, what? What? It was, it was a tequila launch party, art show, and Lucha Libre exhibition. That is a mouthful. Yeah. Of just things happening. Like, there's just... Huh. If it makes you feel better, the art show was also Lucha Libre and tequila inspired. I I have drunk so much shitty tequila going to underground Lucha Libre events. Because half of them, like, seem to link up with, like, shitty, like, oh, hey, we're getting into the tequila market. Do you have any background in this? No, but... How hard can tequila be? What do I have to do to do get in? You have to drink this five dollars worth of free tequila. Okay, that was <laughs> bad. I've drunk so much fucking hornitos over the years just wanting to watch Lucha Libre. Yeah, that one was fun though because it ended with a really good Royal Rumble where the emo giant one. It was this big like six foot six dude who like pinked out face, but then was like all fucking like late or early 2000s emote up as that. It was fucking hilarious. He got powerbombed by like four people from the roof at one point. It's like, oh shit, you guys are legit. Mm. That predates the podcast, actually. Oh, there's also a lowrider event as part of that. Lowrider thing is also a podcast, you said? No, no, the, sorry, the lowrider. Lowriders are part of that like tequila launch party, Lucha Libre, and our show. Yeah, like, that's uh, the was part- it in... Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Like, the, 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 the lowrider event was outside. It may not have been even a real lowrider event. It was just like, oh shit, lowriders. Huh. Was this by any chance in the Arch District in L.A.? No. This was over in East L.A.? Okay. Because I remember hanging out at a, um, <clears throat> what was it? I was at a, I was at the Art District in L.A. getting some food and drinks. And all of a sudden, this lowrider, like, convoy rolled out of this one shop that I didn't know was the actual shop. And they just started loading it up like crazy, just walking, like driving by. I'm like, holy shit, well, I'll be damned. So I figured it might have been related to that. That would uh, be no, no, no connection. Ah. Uh, I've been to a lowrider show, though, too. Those were fun. Yeah. Being no, the low- one white guy at a lowrider show. Dude, low- everybody can enjoy a lowrider show. I'm talking show. real lowrider shows. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm talking where no now. English is spoken for eight hours. <laughs> lowrider, there are lowrider shows where people speak English. They're just yes. like the those aren't the ones the I go homies. to. <laughs> no, I've been to those too. They're fine. I, I I fucking love lowriders. Like there's maybe it's cultural appropriation, but like I fucking love muscle cars and the fact that there's an entire group of people that appreciate muscle cars as like they're ridiculous and we should do ridiculous ass shit to them is amazing. Something I've always loved. Like I don't love lots of old vintage cars, but muscle cars. Fucking yeah. <laughs> Make that El Camino pimp. Shit car truck now looks fucking sweet. Yeah. I didn't get as far on this list as I wanted to. I like I could talk about Terminator 2, the judgment play. Wait. The what play? Okay, this is the a good judgment one. Judgment 2. This is a good one then. Uh so there there is a live action version of Terminator 2 you can attend in LA called Terminator 2. Spelled T O O Judgment Play. It's uh got mild audience participation and has a splash zone for blood. Is that is that like uh the Rocky Horror thing they do at midnight yes. on Saturdays? There's one for Terminator Two. Yeah, that's such an odd movie to pick, dude. I've been to Scream the Musical in L.A. That was similar. Scream the Music. Okay, like hmm, 
Scream? Okay, well, Scream I kind of get, I guess. No, you don't. It's a horror movie. Yeah, but I mean, I, I kind of get they it. They made up songs for it. It was a musical that people got straight ganked in. Oh. Like Repo Genetic Opera or Evil Dead the musical. <laughs> Both of these are real things. But here's, like, I, 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 I get, like, I, I get Rocky Horror. It's a very cult classic show. Sure. Terminator is such a kind of a weird pick for a film to do this for. Not really. I, I, what? How? No. Okay, explain to me some of the stuff they do on the show that would justify it being like one of these like live play esque kind of shows. It takes Please. place in LA and it's Terminator 2. I, like, if you're going to pick any of the Terminator movies, you obviously pick Terminator 2 to make a live stage show out of. I'm still just so confused by the idea of it. This, uh, this group does some other stuff too. I'm blanking on what other shows they've done. They, that's kind of their thing. Terminator 2 is just their ongoing one. Okay. They do some fun weird stuff. Huh. Like it's it maybe you don't see it this way, but like Terminator 2 is synonymous with LA in my brain. Because of how many like those famous scenes happen in like the LA um uh uh river and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like that, well, that, I mean, yeah, you definitely you definitely see a lot of LA in that movie, yeah. yeah. That's just interesting to me that that's the one they pick. <laughs> it does well, it sells out most nights. You're Wait, not it's late. a multi night event? Happens like once a week, or like the first Thursday of every month, or something. Oh, okay. Uh, for a minute there, I thought you meant it was like every day. Oh, no, like, wait, no, what? Be... How are they? Like, how many people are they getting to show up if it's every single day, or at least four times a week, or something like that? But once a week, I understand because that's what the Rocky Horror does. They do one day every week. Yeah. So, huh? If you had told me this was a thing, I would have been like, I don't believe you, but I guess I do. That's just. That's just so weird. I don't know. I can't still wrap my, my head around that fact that it's that that's that's the movie they picked. But whatever, cult classics are cult classics. Yeah, I, like you mentioned, Rocky a bunch. I've been to the L.A. Rocky crowd. That is a hardcore group. Mm-hmm. Too hardcore. Really, Rocky Horror is much for you. I I have love for Rocky Horror. I guess I was never into it the way lots of other people I know were. I. Rocky Horrors, where I went as a teenager, hit on goth chicks, and that was about kind of my relationship with that. I, it was great that there was like, hey, women I find attractive, and a thing that kind of kills two hours at 1 a.m. in the morning. Fucking great. It sounds good. I, yeah. I'm on board. That sounds like a thing I'd be down to go check out. I, the L.A. stuff, like, there's two major groups, one in Long Beach, one that happens in Santa Monica. I've been to the Santa Monica one. The Long Beach one is like the sister company of the Santa Monica one. They take that shit seriously at both of them. Yeah, no, they're pretty hardcore about it. I think me and Jeff talked about this. He went to see that at some college or something. Hmm. I, I won't read you tread that one too much. Uh, worth talking about Reproduogenic Opera and Devil's Carnival? Wait, you said that really fast and it blew by. Okay. Is it worth talking about Reproduogenic Opera and Devil's Carnival? The fact that I don't know what the fuck you're talking Fair about. Fair enough. Please, please uh, so I, I don't know how, but I found myself very entertained by the subgenre of horror movie-esque musicals. Uh, they're, they're not great, but they're a lot of fun. And, uh, God, like back in 2008, something called Repo Genetic Opera got made into a movie. It was a play beforehand. And they were going to make a sequel, and they couldn't quite get the rights for it. So instead of doing that, they made something called uh, Devil's Carnival, which had a whole, like, across America tour that I caught the ending L.A. leg of it, where... Uh, it was me and my girlfriend at the time. The thing showed at like 11 p.m. at night. 
at some movie theater down in Santa Monica. Again, I think. I don't remember which one it was. But it is, like, around the block, just, like, fucking goths and people in, like, ringmaster hats. And then just me being like, yep, I'm actually here to watch the movie. <laughs> the girlfriend at the time had, like, a neon uh, blue mohawk for the event. And we, like, I... We went in going, like, we're probably going to be the most normal-ass people there in some ways. We were not prepared for being like, holy shit, we really are the most normal-ass people here. Hello, Cirque de Freak, we've missed you. <laughs> now I got stuff like that, I just got to every once in a while. Like, I, so I was thinking about this section, I was making this list, and it's probably better off telling the story of, like, how half this weird-ass shit happens to me. So, there is a, there's a venue in LA called Jumbo's Clown Room. Ever been to it, Alex? Nope. It is not a strip club. It is a house of erotic dance, which is a weird distinction, but one you have to make in L.A. It's got lots of aerialists and shit. I have never successfully been inside Jumbos. This is only important to the story because a lot of my kind of crazy-ass night stories involve one of my dirtbag friends being like, yo, we should totally go. Us getting there, the line being stupid long and like me then being on my phone like looking around seeing what the hell's going on in the area around that area because you're in hollywood at that point and being like yo you want to go see a werewolf fight a frankenstein monster if you had told me that i would say yes and then winding up at like nerd fight club or something yeah <laughs> maybe i've been inside jumbos once i feel like i've been in it once but like half of my weird ass la stories start with like me and three or more four of my friends outside that fucking venue being like i am not waiting two hours for this and then us going like opening up our phone yo you want to go see clowns play super nintendo in a death match define death match they have like low voltage tasers they get hit with and they die fucking yes <laughs> you and i have lived to two totally different los angeleses it it's amazing like it's we make a lot of jokes about how, like, I don't think fighting game tournaments without horse heads are real fighting game tournaments. But when I was making this list, I realized I used to go to, like, my first year I lived in L.A., there was a video game meetup group that had, like, a once-a-month tournament that totally had people in horse head masks show up for it. Like, half the room yeah, was board game people, and the other half was our, like, was us, like, hardcore video game nerds just yelling about Street Fighter, even though all of us sucked except for, like, four people that showed up. <laughs> I... You know, I lived in L.A. for most of my life, and I never once ran into all this crazy shit. I just, every time I hear more and more about the shit that's going on, but then again, it's Los Angeles and it's huge. I shouldn't be fucking surprised. Well, I think but the then you tell is, me... Like, the the difference is you've lived here your entire life. I moved from fucking, like, middle of fucking nowhere suburbia in the Northeast to Pittsburgh where I got to go wild. Like, I, like let's, let's get into kind of, like, who Charlie is when it comes to weird-ass shit. I have a college dorm mate who has a story of me kicking in the door to our dorm room in, like, a fucking trench coat, combat boots, and, like, goth makeup going, like, and going, get your fucking coat, we're going out, and him going, where, and I go, I'm not telling you, get your fucking coat. <laughs> and then me throwing him over a shoulder, grabbing his coat, carrying him to the bus stop, putting him on the bus, and then us going to a Voltaire show in, like, downtown Pittsburgh, and him being like, you gotta tell me we're going, no. And at the end of that, he's like, that was pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, I told you it would be. He goes, you could have told me we were going to a concert. Like, you wouldn't have gone if I did. Huh. Yeah. Like, I grew up in a place that had fucking nothing going on, kind of. So I've always, it, it became kind of a go find your own fun. So I very much became a, 
I'm gonna go find my own fun and like it's why I go to so many shows because I didn't have the chance to when I was growing up. It's like ah that's far away and long. I'd love to go to that, but no. Like Lucha Vavoom, I guess. I only found out about Lucha Vavoom because I was trying to find a place to take blacksmithing classes and I wandered into a place that like the guy that does like Man at Arms, that YouTube channel where he recreates uh weapons from video games and stuff. I thought yeah. he maybe did classes and he doesn't. But the dude was there just kind of hanging out, and we got talking. I'm like, he's like, yeah, these people do blacksmithing classes. I'm like, okay, cool, whatevs. He goes like, have you ever been to Lucha Vavoom? And I go, no. And he goes, it's happening tonight. And I go, what is this? It sounds awesome. And he goes, hey, here's a ticket. You'll hang out with us. You might get to catch a midget. And I'm like, what is this event? <laughs> hey, come hang out with us. You might see a midget. No, you might get to catch a midget. One was thrown at him last year. Oh, wait, what? To be fair, I've caught a short person. I've, I've caught a little person at a wrestling show once or twice. Huh. It's Lucha Libre. People get thrown. Well, yeah, but I didn't think they'd throw midgets at people. Nah, I, into the crowd. Huh. I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Again, I say, huh. Yeah, no, I know. I, yeah, I, I think it's more just it's the, I'm looking for a good time, and a good time often is like fucking weird-ass shit. For better or worse, like, have I ever dragged you to something that afterwards you weren't like, that was kind of cool? No, actually, I will say now that, that, that you have definitely always delivered, like, with Gar and yeah. everything else, so, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's like, I I, I, I love finding stuff and it's like exposing people to weird-ass shit in places they live, because I, I, I know we told the story of me ruining people's nights in Philly where... They wanted to go to a dance club, and I'm like, we're going to a goth club, because I'm only going to that, because fuck y'all. I have been to a goth club before. They're all right. Which one? I don't remember. Fair. It's been about maybe eight years ago. Out of your goth phase? Yeah. Well, no, I just went there because my friend, I had a couple friends that were in the, like, the goth stuff, and I was just sure. like, okay. Those are the best reasons to go into stuff where it's like, it's not your thing, but your friend's like, dude, I got tickets to this. Like, fucking yeah, whatever. Let's yeah. go. Let's go and watch Roller Derby on Valentine's Day. That won't be weird. And it wasn't. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's weird. Like, you're one of those people that, like, it's not a shot. Like, it's the, I, I've known people that I've told I've been to stuff. Like, Lucha Vavoom's when that happens a lot where it's like, oh, I've, I've heard about Lucha Vavoom. I always wanted to go. And it's like, then fucking go. Oh, I don't know. It, it's, it's Lucha Vavoom. I'm like, yeah, it's a show. You buy tickets. They're overpriced. You show up. Then you're like. I fucking went to Lucha Vavoom. Cool. Yeah. I wanted to do Lucha Vavoom before I left LA because that was the one I was excited about here. Yeah. Like, I, it's a thing, so. Yeah, no, I, it's bizarre to me how many people in LA just go, oh, I always wanted to do X. And I've never done X. And it's like, X happens every weekend. Why have you not gone? I'm going there right after this. <laughs> Fuck, that's actually probably a pretty good story. Um,. I have a friend who lives over in West Hollywood who is maybe the most normal person I go, and I kind of got mad at him one time where he, uh, I realized he was inviting me to, like, his dinner parties and shit like that. Like, again, like, the most normal-ass person I know, like, use the phrase of the young people, dude is a basic-ass bitch. I have told him this to his face on numerous occasions. <laughs> and, like, I, this one I'm kind of hanging out because I'm, like, I'm trying to sober up so I can ride my motorcycle home, and it's like, I just don't get how you get to go out and do all these cool things. And I go, okay, pick a weekend next month. We'll go out. You can witness LA the way I do it. 
I know you're from here, which is why it's kind of weird that you're so amazed I get up to this shit, but, like, pick a night, we'll go out, we'll do some shit. Like, we won't go full hardcore Charlie. You won't find yourself at 4 a.m. drinking tequila in the back of a truck with some people that may or may not be cartel. That won't happen to you, but we'll go do some shit. And I flash forward two weeks, he shows up in, like, a polo shirt and khakis, and I'm dressed like me normally, and I go, okay, guess we're doing this. And he goes, where are we going first? And I go, we're going to Redwood Tavern. What's that? It's the pirate bar. <laughs> like, as in pirates serve there, or the bar is for pirates. Yes! Redwood Tavern is my favorite bar in L.A. Please don't ruin it. Well, now everyone's going to show up. Everyone who listens to this podcast, now they're going. No, it's on that. So we went from there to those five or six really good tiki bars in L.A. that I'm a fan of most of them. So we hit a bunch of those and like didn't do anything too crazy. I think that may have been the one time I actually went into Jumbo's because we got there at like 2 a.m. in the morning and they're like, no line, fucking awesome. Let's go in for a couple minutes, 10 minutes later. I'm leaving now because I don't want to be here anymore. Let's go somewhere else. Go back to a bar. This alcohol <laughs> there, it's overpriced. I know that end, that, that night ended with us in the back of some... We helped someone finish unloading their apartment into their house. And they're like, hey, if you want to hang out for a couple minutes, I have some friends who are going to drink and like barbecue in the back of this U-Haul. And I thought that was the fucking dumbest thing ever. So we totally did it. But we're up at like the fucking Hollywood sign in the back, hanging out in the back of a U-Haul on a couch that he didn't take out because he's going to throw it out the next morning, just grilling with a bunch of people we've never met before. <laughs> he's like, what the shit? And I'm like, welcome to how I view LA. I'm going to go punch the Hollywood sign. I'm going to go punch the Hollywood sign now. I did not make it. You've never punched the Hollywood sign? I have never punched the Hollywood sign. You sound really disappointed by that. It's something I've always wanted to do. <laughs> Most because that sign is disappointing as shit when you get to see it in person. That I know. That that's one thing I was like. I even though I was born and raised in LA, I knew that sign was just disappointing. Yeah, I didn't feel like going. Fuck that. Don't care. Yeah, it's one of those ones. Where I punched. I, I have punched Plymouth Rock. I punched the Empire State Building. I have not punched the Hollywood sign. Do you just have a punch hit list? I have a list of things I have found disappointing that deserve to get punched. Most of them are buildings. This sounds like a punch hit list. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Like, what am I going to do? Knock over a building? No, I'm not a monster, but it's like, eh, disappointment. Yeah. Taj Mahal, not disappointing. Empire State Building, kind of disappointing. Oh, you're just a building, stupid. <laughs> Fuck you, building. Redwood Forest, probably not disappointing. Golden Gate Bridge, probably disappointing. Yeah, I got nothing more on this one. I, I racked my brain, just couldn't come up with lots of good stories, except the ones I had, I guess. But, like, it's the... I just go out and do Yeah, I just go out and do stuff with, like, family and friends. But I don't think I've ever done any some of these next-level well, like, things you've done. None of these so. are next-level, too. Like, some of them are just me getting involved in, like, the remote-control tank league out here. Uh-huh. Where it's, like, it's a bunch of old army guys that like to race tanks, little remote-control tanks, and make them fight. And I have no interest in doing that, but I'll watch the shit out of a tiny tank battle. It's adorable and weird. <laughs> Especially when they're doing it amongst other bigger tanks. Like, we have a fucking tank museum out here in L.A. That is just some dude bought a shit ton of tanks and a parking lot and put a shit ton of tanks in that parking lot. It's kind of cool. Hmm. And unlike Sundays uh, in the afternoon, they have tank battles. There were tiny remote control tanks. So it's like, oh, it's the big version of the thing you're driving. Adorable. <laughs> Who's going to be a big tank when they grow up? It's you. Ah, it shot me like with a BB bullet. So, yes. Yes, you did. Yeah. Well, I guess that means it's time for email. 
emails. Emails? emails. What? If you want to contact us, Alex, how would you go about doing that? It's very simple. We have an email address you can send all these messages to, and that email address is wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells as it sounds, down in the show notes. Etcetera, etcetera. And kind of keeping yeah. that uh, theme of keeping Alex uncomfortable, we're going to go right into the first one, which is Hey, Wicked Awesome Cast. I think the phrase stripper and wrestling show was said last week, and now I need to know if either of you are frequent club attendees. Charlie seems to be the type to have a favorite club and spot, but I don't know about Alex. <laughs> Carol, Louisiana. And the title of this email is Have You Ever Been to a Strip Club for Clarity? Um, have I? Yes. Have I at my own leisure? No. It's always been one of those bachelor party-esque situations, but I've never gone like, you know what, it'd be good right now. Fucking strip club. Let's go do that. Never done that. Not my cup of tea. Yeah, I'm not sure why I give off this impression that I I am a frequent strip club attendee, but I am not. I worked as a roadie for a couple of years, so I'm not going to act like I haven't been inside one. Like, I've been in enough of them where my girlfriend gives me shit for, like, there's a threshold where it's like, oh, I've been to a couple strip clubs to, yeah, I, I've been in a strip club or two. I fall in that second category where it's like, yeah, no, I, I can tell you a good one from a bad one by the level of sadness inside. But I've never actually, <laughs> of my own volition again, like, gone into one. It's always been, like, another friend's idea or in one or two cases a bachelor party or in one really sad scenario, it was the only bar after a load-in that was still open, and it was also the closest. It was like, okay, I guess we're going there. This is sad and pathetic. Um, I do have a couple good strip club stories, my favorite of which happened in Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. I was working for a children's museum exhibit at the time. Of course. Uh, Toledo, Ohio is a city in Ohio, meaning it's a place. We were moving this museum exhibit from Toledo, Ohio to Flint, Michigan, so this uh, was the high point of this leg of the tour, if you will. (laughs) Because we're in Toledo, not Flint, but I think it's Wednesday night, we are at some bar, me and the two people I work with on the show are there, we're having dinner, kind of thing, as you do when you're on the road, you eat a lot in bars, FYI, and some just sleazy-ass dude, like, wanders up behind us and goes, hey, you guys want to go to a strip club? And me and the guy I'm working with both go, no. The woman who was our manager goes, which one? And this like makes the guy's eyes light up, and he hands us three free drink and entry vouchers for pull cats, which is directly kind of across the street diagonally from where we're having dinner, and we're like, huh, I didn't notice that previously. Not surprised, but it's Wednesday, and we're not going to no strip club in Toledo, Ohio on a Wednesday. Me and the guy I'm working with go home. The uh, manager stays out. She takes our free entry passes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Next morning, we're at the site, kind of loading up the museum exhibit. She goes, so I went to Polecats last night. <laughs> and me and the other guy were both kind of like, okay, that's choice, and we don't want to know. And she goes, no, you need to know. I couldn't get through the door, and we're like, because it was sad in there? Because she goes, because it was sad in there. And the guy I'm working with goes, like, I didn't want to know what the talent in Toledo looked like on Wednesday. And I go, 
I don't want to know what the talent in Toledo looks like on any day. I don't want to go to a strip club ever. <laughs> it's just sad in there. Yeah, they've just never been my cup of tea. The other good one I got was I had a friend that have, didn't realize the place was a strip club until we were inside. Mm-hmm. He thought it was a restaurant. And to his point, it looked like a restaurant from the outside, minus a couple very specific clues, but he managed to miss them. They advertised a buffet. He was not wrong. There was food inside. <laughs> that was a weird evening. Moving on. Uh, thank you, Carol, for writing in for that last one, actually. Now we're moving on. Hey, uh, hey, Wicked Awesome cast. Last week, you guys were joking about how slow, no- uh, slow noses in the summer, which does seem to be true, but only if you never talk about Fortnite, which you two don't. I don't think either of you two play, which is maybe the reason that never makes the news. But do you two really dislike the game or something that you won't talk about it? From, uh, you put the name Granny on here, but I'm guessing that's not your name, but okay. <laughs> uh, Fortnite news isn't worth, like, we talk about it when it's important, I guess. But at the same time, like, we're not just a news podcast. Like, we're editorializing it some, we're giving our thoughts and opinions on it, and... Most Fortnite news is, yo, we put this weapon in the game. Yeah. Other news sites are already doing that faster and better than we are. I don't hate Fortnite. I just don't play it. And, like, if they did something I deemed newsworthy, we'd definitely talk about it. I suspect if they did something Alex deemed newsworthy, they'd definitely talk about it. I think we talked about how, like, they nuked the map a couple of weeks back or something. I. Yeah, that was the thing a little while ago. They also just recently put out a gun that's stupid overpowered, and I think they're nerfing it. Yeah. But it's an SMG, but yeah. No, um, I've played Fortnite a couple times, actually. I Not recently, but, I mean, we do talk about... Well, we don't talk about it mainly because there's not much extra to really talk about it, so... Yeah. I, kind of a weird thing. No, and I guess I get to why do we talk about Destiny stuff as much as we do? I, Fortnite's not controversial. Like, there's not much to dig into on Fortnite. It's just the biggest game in the world right now, and I, I, I may be bold in saying this, but, like, the Destiny franchise will outlive Fortnite. The World of Warcraft franchise will outlive Fortnite kind of thing. Like, it's... When those games make changes, it's a bigger deal than some Battle Royale multiplayer game, where it's like, yo, we changed the map. Like, at the same time, though, too, when fucking, um, PUBG sues Fortnite, that's definitely news. Oh, yeah, because it's drama. You know how much we love drama. Drama! But, yeah. I, yeah, no, I don't think I have a particular sly against Fortnite. I think it's actually I hate fun all game things for what that it are is. popular, but I don't particularly hate Fortnite specifically. Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I'm, not even, I'm, I'm joking about a bunch of popular-ass shit. I, yeah, like, I, the same way that, like, the news of Destiny is controversial. Warframe has a bunch of news happen about it but also isn't controversial all that frequently. Like, it's... Well, like, we talked about that major expansion that happened. I, I, I guess Fortnite changes so much that no one thing that happens in it seems special. Like, that's maybe a shitty thing to say, but like, the, the game is constantly evolving. We'd have to do a daily, like, Fortnite podcast to keep up with all of it. And it would then just be me being like, they had a new gun! I don't play the <laughs> game, so I don't care. What do you think, Alex? It's a new gun. It does things. What's it look like? It's black. Okay, cool. Like tactical black or shiny black? Tactical black. Cool. Can I paint it pink? Yeah, you can. Awesome. Yo, smart missiles are back. Guess that made people mad last time. I don't know. Smart missiles were cool in my book. I saw a video of someone riding a smart missile in that game. That seemed pretty cool. 
Yo, they added fucking shopping carts to the game. And and nothing. That's lame. <laughs> Add real vehicles. Yeah. I, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of keeping it in the same vein, though. Hey, Wicked Awesome Cast does the failure. Oh, sorry. Thanks for writing in Ranny, I guess. I, I don't, uh, next one, sorry. Hey, Wicked Awesome Cast does the failure of the Culling 2 and the decision to just scrap and go back to the previous version hint at the Battle Royale, hint at the end of the Battle Royale craze. Sorry. I personally am getting sick of Battle Royales being the new MOBA craze and just want to get onto the next thing. Uh, Justin from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, sure. I kind of think the Battle Royale craze tapped out the moment Call of Duty said, yo, we're doing a Battle of battle Royale mode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's around the stick for a while. We still haven't seen what, um, what do you call it? Call of Duty's gonna have for theirs. And it's EA. in the next one, yeah. I yeah, it's gonna be in it, but I don't think it's dead. Uh, not anytime soon. Probably give it another couple months, maybe a year or so. But who knows? We'll see. But unless somebody can add kind of a fresh perspective, it, it will whittle away. But I don't think it will anytime soon. I I think we've reached saturation. Like we're I think if we rewound like a year and a half, two years ago, and you, PUBG was rising and everyone was scrambling to kind of beat PUBG at PUBG's game, and you had Fortnite out there. Like, remember back when, like, Fortnite was the weird ripoff of PUBG that we all were like, that's cute, epic, that'll never take off, and now it's the fucking biggest thing in the world? Like, it's the League of Legends effect, where you had, like, fucking Dota, and I, like, the difference being, like, League of Legends is the big one, and it's always been the big one, but you have, like, Dota 2 and, what, the Heroes of the Storm? Mm-hmm. That are the like other obvious ripoffs of it that also did well, but they never kind of eclipsed it. I, I don't know. Like, there's a bunch of Destiny Two clones out there right now that I keep trying because I make poor life choices. And like, like it's is it possible to beat Destiny Two? Absolutely. Does Warframe do it? Shut the fuck up, people saying that Warframe is Warframe. They're very different games at the end of the day. I, I, I think it's kind of this. We've moved. Uh, Mobas were easier to make. Than I think a battle royale is so, like what what was it called? Like Radical Heights, I think. Like if that game had taken off, that might have been the one that kind of broke the system because that one actually seemed really cool. As someone who doesn't play battle royale games, really, like they yeah, that have... one got a lot of really good reception. Yeah, that one had some stuff going on. I found really intriguing in a way I never found PUBG or Fortnite. Like I, of the two big ones, I'd rather play PUBG than Fortnite just because. Fortnite seems to like have real polarizing reactions from people. PUBG kind of has been consistently it's the hardcore kind of the horrors of war simulator. Fortnite keeps doing stuff where it's like, yeah, we blew up the map and there's cracks in the sky and llamas. Yeah, I I think we've peaked a little bit. I, I think it's but I think it's because there's like no space around Fortnite and it's not battle royales that are killing it, it's Fortnite that's killing it. Hmm. Like, we're not talking about Fortnite as a Battle Royale shooter. We're talking about Fortnite as Fortnite. The same way that we talked about, like, fucking Halo as Halo, not a first-person shooter. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Thank you for writing in. Second to last. Dear Wicked Awesome cast, a long time ago, Charlie talked about how MMO Safari was supposed to be a sampling of various MMOs. And while I wish there were videos to go along with Charlie's trips through various MMOs lately, I'm enjoying his bizarre odyssey through variously seemingly random MMOs. 
because of him, I am now I now own Black Desert Online. He's absolutely right about how it's also an impossible to explain game. Sorry, sorry, it's impossible to explain what the hell that game is. And yes, it is both a fantastic MMO but also a terrible game. As much as I would like to get both, as much as I would like to get both of you to do a video series, sorry, wow, for Black Desert Online, just so you can see whatever goth fetish Charlie designed for his Black Knight and mock him for it. I do have an actual question. What is the worst MMO you've ever played and why? Also, is there an MMO you wish you had played slash could play now? And also, how many MMOs has Charlie tried since he broke his shoulder? <laughs> I think the obvious answer for you is Enter the Matrix. So I'm going to ask you to pick another one for the sake of not being obvious. Another MMO that's not the Matrix Online that I wish I could still play yeah. now. Uh, maybe Star Wars Galaxies. Can you still play that? Uh, I mean, they have the illegal ROM thing going on. Sure. There, but yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I've, I've only played a few MMOs that really have held my interest. Like, The Matrix Online, without a doubt, was one of the biggest ones for me, even though at near the end of it, I really dropped off and kind of spent more time trolling on the forums than actually playing the game itself. The forums is what I enjoyed fucking with people more than anything else. Um, played WoW. Uh, the Old Republic was fun while it lasted. I mean, it's still around, but they've done some really big changes that I'm not too happy with in terms of, like... Yeah. I mean, if you have a subscription plan, then you're fine, but if you're trying to play it for free, their free model is hot garbage. But, um... I don't know. I, I did like The Old Republic. It was fun. You did have some gimmicky-ass shit that really pissed me off, but it was still fun. I, I have to say I do, uh... did appreciate it. Other than that, there's not a lot of MMOs that I was, like, super, like, oh, man, I wish it'll come back. Like, for games like that, if I've moved on, I've kind of made my piece. So, I guess my answer still is The Matrix Online. <laughs> yeah, um, for me it was Warhammer Dawn of War, I think? It was the Warhammer, like, medieval MMO. That game was real cool. Mm -hmm. Overhyped to hell, but they did some real cool-ass shit with that game. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's that one. I thought that one was fun. Um. Like Black Desert Online is both the best and worst MMO I've ever played, though, simultaneously. What's the worst one you've ever played, Alex? Worst MMO? God, I don't, I don't know. Actually, I take that back. Firefall was pretty bad. Maybe Warframe when it launched? Firefall was alright, but it wasn't that great. Defiance 2040 or whatever that one? I, the, only because it's like a direct ripoff of its predecessor, which is weird. Mm -hmm. I kind of like Defiance. Defiance yeah. actually wasn't bad. My issue with Defiance, the new one, is it's just the exact same old game repackaged. Mm. Um, oh, Tabula Rasa. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Wow, Tabula Rasa. That game looked cool as shit when it came out, and I never got to play it. Huh. Yeah, I thought that game had some real cool shit going on with it. I've never played it, so I can't comment, but I was... Very intrigued by that game. It's not a. It's not a. The server shut down for it, right? Oh yeah, I, I think, that thing's gone. Yeah, dead okay. and gone, super gone. Hmm. Um, and that's the last question. How many MMOs have I tried since I? I think I'm up to fifteen. Holy shit! There, wow, that's a lot of MMOs. I, I'm, I'm playing like four hours of them tops typically. Like, I, I tried like Maple Story, and then I tried like the new one I think, which is out, or I tried a newer maple so i'm like why do people play this shit it's a side-scrolling mmo fucking bullshit whatever 
and I played like the Secret World Legends, and I'm like, yep, this is not as good as the original. And I played more of Age of Conan, and I'm like, yep, this could have been something. And then I went and played like EverQuest for an hour, and I'm like, fuck this noise. EverQuest was actually kind of fun. I did enjoy EverQuest when I did play it. It's old. It's really old at this point. Well, sorry. Let me let me rephrase that. EverQuest two. I love that EverQuest two is gone, but EverQuest Prime is still like, doing expansions. Wait, EverQuest two is done? Yeah, it's gone. What? I think it is. No, that's still around. This up. Yeah, it's on Steam. Oh, I thought EverQuest two was dead and gone. The company SOE is gone, okay. but Daybreak took over it when they renamed themselves as Daybreak. That's fair. Yeah. You know another MMO, actually, before I, we move on real quick, which one I really enjoyed, too? Uh, Guild Wars 2. That MMO is a lot of fun. Sure. So, anyway. Yeah. I just, we were on the topic of big MMOs. I figured I'd throw that out yeah. there. Thank you for writing in, Jess. Last but not least, email. Comes in from Zachary. Dear Pro Fighting Gamers. Off to a good start. Yeah. Evo is coming. In the past, you two have really been into Evo. I know every fighting game can't be present, but if you two, given your vast knowledge and opinions of fighting games, were to pick one game or an event or something like that to have at Revo, regardless of popularity, what would it be and why? I actually have a super good answer for this. Go on. I'll let you go first. And so, I, it wouldn't be one game. There was a tournament I went to when I was younger, like in my when I was a teenager, that had like their five main like games. I think it was like it was like Melee, Street Fighter, Third Strike, Alpha, something, something, Tekken Five, I think at the time. Like it it had like the kind of core five games at the time, and then it had a then it had a mode or a thing called the Tournament of Thirteen, and the Tournament of Thirteen was a wheel that had the five other games that were in the tour that were tournaments there on it and then eight other games that had nothing to do with the tournament all of which that had competitive modes but weren't necessarily fighting games on it and the way it worked was every round they would spin the wheel and that was the game you were playing for it and that was the hypest shit ever like there were people there that didn't even compete in the other tournaments. They were just there for the Wheel of 13 shit, and it was awesome. And it existed so if you got bumped from your bracket, you had to like, wait a couple hours, and then you could do the Wheel of 13 stuff. And like that was fucking horsehead mask fighting game bullshit at its peak. It was so fun, though, too, because I think we went from, like, like there was powers, like, there was, like, there was a Power Stone fight between two people who had never played Power Stone before, and then there was, like, a fight where it was, like, like the, the rules, they all had to be, like, decent or at least defendable fighting games in their own right, or, like, games, and like, they, they'd be good games, I guess, was the frit, was the frit. And then there was, like, uh-huh. there was some, like, Tekken, like, like, pro dude who got wrecked by some guy who'd never played Tekken before, and just fucking mashed it out as Christy, but, like, somehow managed to, like, perfect the guard mechanic in that game. It was like, what the shit's going on? This is awesome! Yeah, I'd love to watch some fucking competitive Power Stone, though. Yeah, Power Stone would be cool. Yeah. What's your answer? Uh, hmm. If I had to choose a game that I'd really like to see, other than, like, Power Stone, I did, watching, I did like watching some of the old 
uh, Capcom vs. SMK2 uh, competitive. So mm-hmm. watching like a tournament for that, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I think that, or maybe even like I know, and I know this game did not do fucking well at all, but like that they had a setup for it that was kind of cool, where you had two man teams. Uh, it was um, Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I don't know if you remember that one, but they had a mode on there where you could actually you'd have four people playing at once, and one person would, would control one character, one person would control another, and vice versa for the other players. And it'd be like a you tag people in and out because in that game you could tag out your your teammate, and then they would all of a sudden start playing. So that, that was actually kind of fun. I'd like to watch some of that again. And people get, gave that game a lot of shit, but I did like if they do a two v two like team mechanic, maybe, but not like singular. Other than that, I was kind of like meh, underwhelmed. So, yeah, I think that'd be it for me as far as yeah. that goes. Would, and then you already said Power Stone, so I'd love to watch some yeah. fucking Power Stone. I would object to like Catherine being an Evo event that was televised. Catherine, Cat- oh yeah, Catherine's versus mode. It's kind of fuck. It it is some hype ass shit. You know, also, actually, it, it, they've done it before. It's there, Hero yeah. Is... I, I mean, I want it to be like a streamed event. I want it to be like a main stage shit. Yeah. I'd like them to do, um, do you remember, oh, the, that one side-scroller game? They had uh, a guy named Flo play that a couple years ago for Evo as like a nice stage event thing. And it was tele- well, it was streamed and all that. That one. You'll have to be more specific. I want to be the guy Gaiden, the one I had oh, you play. Oh, yeah. That was an Evo event. I'd before. be okay with that. Yeah, I want like time to see what speed runs or something. Like, I want it to still be a competition. Hence why, like the the Wheel of Thirteen was fun because it was a real tournament. You just couldn't prepare for whatever game you were gonna play next. And like, it'd be kind of cool where it's like, okay, we got Blaze Bloom, we got Killer Instinct, we got Street Fighter, and we got uh, fuck it, what's it called? Uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighter, and we got Catherine, and we got Power Stone, and. We got uh, Brawlhalla, we got Melee, and we got another Super Smash Bros. game, because why not? Yeah. And we got fucking, I don't know, like, Dive Kick. Dive Kick has always been fun to dive watch, Dive Kick too. is fun. Yeah, it's gimmicky as shit, but it's fun to watch. But you can only play Dive Kick with the Dive Kick controller. Oh, the two big-ass buttons yeah. or whatever? Correct way. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Thanks, Brett and Insac. That does it for me. Or not news, emails. Wow, I... Again, if you want to contact us, you can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail dot You got anything else, Alex? Uh, no, not really, man. Other than just uh, more wild streams coming up, especially when the expansion comes out and all that jazz. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I don't have a lot else going on I think right I'm now. I'm gonna play it's WoW today. Well. I think my brain's like, you should play some fucking WoW today, bro. Yeah, that'd be fun. Why the podcast? Um. Yeah, I have normal excuses. Uh, broken shoulder, stopping studio from being built, etc., etc. We're working on it. Yeah. You want to close this out? Sure. Cue the metal. Cue the metal.